This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Welcome to Revolution Meet Your Congregation. Today um, we have a, a, a <laughs> we have somebody from the original Revolution, which is really crazy, Mickey, who has actually helped us really start the thing um, back in, I guess, 94. Um, yeah, yeah, back in Phoenix, Arizona. And so this is someone from 24, how many years? 24 years ago? 20, like 24 years ago. So please welcome uh, Mickey, and I'm catching up with him too. This is the first time we've talked in probably 23 years. So welcome. Right. Thank you. Are you still in Arizona? <laughs> I am in Arizona. I'm in Phoenix. Uh, still, okay. still running around here. Yeah. So, um, uh, you were, were, were part of kind of the original crew with Revolution a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. You knew Kelly and Mike and Heather sure. and Regina and all of us. Um, yeah. What, what, uh, like, what do we start? I mean, what was that? Do you remember? I mean, what was, what was the beginning of Revolution like for you? It was, uh, very intense. It was very much going, uh, against, well, I don't know about against anything, but we were definitely pushing the envelope on uh, what would be acceptable in a, a church environment, I think. Yeah. Um, and reaching out to people who would not normally really fit into the church environment and embracing that. And uh, just helping each other along. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of energy remember a lot of energy. uh did a lot of crazy things <laughs> yeah like it did a ton of punk shows and oh yeah like pod i think we did some stuff pod and uh mxpx, MXPX or, oh gosh what are those band's stuff. names no there was a, yeah i'm trying to remember the phoenix there was a hardcore phoenix band i remember got signed there you were part of the smiling overcome? corporate yeah overcome got signed by tooth and nail at our show because yeah, Blunderhead yeah. played, mm-hmm. and, and you were part of what? Weren't you in Smiling Corporate Slurpees? Yeah. <laughs> was that me and Fish? Yeah, you and Fish or yeah, Ryan. And, yeah, oh, my gosh, yeah. That's, that's funny. I haven't thought about that one in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I haven't, you haven't yeah. seen Ryan in 100 years, it feels like. Yeah. Blunderhead, I think, plays there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or a couple times. Scapegoat or not scapegoat. Very. Gripweed, yeah, yeah, a lot of bands. <laughs> I used to make. Remember, I used to make flyers every week for every time we did it. Yeah. Every time we did a service, it was also a show. So I had right, to make a different right. flyer for every week. So I was constantly at Kinkos <laughs> and then driving all over town. Put, that's what I did. I just made copies yeah. and went all over town and put put flyers out that w- what the next week's service was going to be. Mm. Uh, I remember going skating with you a few times. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I know. That was my, my peak of skating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like the skateboard pastor or whatever, if you, for the lack of a better term at the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was good. And we had like all Lance Mountain and Solomon of God and all those guys come out and talk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we, were you there? Were you still there when they put, when they moved to the reservation and they put, we put the half pipe in the reservation? Um, I, that was around, I was there a few times, but I yeah. wasn't like fully involved at that point. 
Uh, but yeah, I know things got really intense around that time. Yeah, I left and things went crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's all good. <laughs> um, do you remember uh, Lana Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she says hello to you. Oh, say so hello? I saw her last night. Oh, crazy. Yeah, kinda, a lot of people from the early are still around and I still see them every now and then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It feels weird that I've been that I stayed doing the same thing for so long. Right. <laughs> I think I'm the only one left that's still doing Revolution. I'm pretty sure I am. Well, so. yeah, and that's what I, I'm. Re, I'm really excited about that. I'm glad you are, and uh, it's a lonely path, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, definitely uh, at times. It's still, I think, got the, the same kind of heart as that. I, as far as. Uh, who you're reaching out to and uh and what you're trying to accomplish yeah uh not just going along with the status quo mm. you know and just continuing to stretch those boundaries of grace i guess you know that kind of thing i feel like that's kind of what you know drew me to the concept i felt like we didn't necessarily right. have that message at first i think we kind of had a just a normal kind of Assemblies of God evangelical message, but but there was still something about crossing those boundaries of welcoming other people that the big churches weren't welcoming, and that for some reason that just Absolutely. finally kind of for me evolved into the theology. Mm. You know, like the theology was kind of like almost like had to evolve into what it was. Like you know, what I mean, like right. our theology was just kind of churchy theology until we like we're like, oh, we love Jesus, but we're punk rock. You know what I mean? And then eventually it became like, no, this is a punk rock theology. You know, there's a, a, a philosophy here that we've got to figure out. Mm -hmm. And that had to evolve over right. time. You mm. know, it's like the concept and then mm. the theology, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. Right. So usually people come in with a whole head of theology and go like, this is why we're going to do it. And we just did it because we were like, these kids aren't going to church. These kids aren't hanging out anywhere. So we're going to just kind of create a place for these people to have a place to go. And then as you live life with these people – as I have in Arizona and Atlanta, and New York and LA and Minnesota, you know, I just finally had to like, you know, you just experience life with people and that evolves you, you know, for sure. And, uh, you reaching out to the, uh, LGBT community. Uh, I mean, that's very, very cool. Oh, I'm thanks, glad man. that you do that. And, uh, I know that it, that has not been a, easy road for you <laughs> yeah at all yeah that was a tough one to... recently we had a similar experience I, I'm a, a bouncer at a, a bar here in uh, Thunderbird Bounce, and uh, somebody came in and gave a two star review because they saw um, someone in drag playing cornhole oh jeez and we're upset about it so we decided to flip that and then we uh, ended up doing a cornhole tournament <laughs> for uh, drag queens and kings. Oh. And we had the Secretary of State, uh, Katie Hobbs, came out, and uh, she uh, was playing in the team. Yeah, so it's like we took this, we took a bad situation and, and flipped it. And, That's cool. Uh, it was one of our best days at the, the bar, just by embracing the people on the out, you know, yeah, the outer on the fringe. It's the same and that's kind super of rad. Yeah, the fringe. Yeah, accepting people as humans as opposed to all these different Categories. things that you like to do. 
criticized. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of the reasons, you know, I, I don't go to a traditional church generally, right? because there isn't that. Or there is, I'm sure. I'm not, that's a very broad thing. Right. Because I'm sure there are that everywhere. And I you see it. You're, you're part of that. So, yeah, that, it's encouraging to see hopefully more people start embracing each other as people and not so much um, the stereotypes or, you know, racist, homophobic stuff that we're seeing so much of, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're going in that direction, not just going with the status quo. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been able to. I'm, I don't know. I like to think and use my head and follow my my convictions, and so that gets me in trouble. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and this whole punk rock ethic thing kind of stuck with me too. So, and the skateboarding thing and all that stuff just kind of. There's so much deep connections there that were beyond even religion that you know you find, and Absolutely. so. Hey Mickey, I'm kind of curious. What was what was the original organic process of you at the start of Revolution of you coming into contact with it? As it wasn't, it wasn't already an established entity. You know, like how did how did you right. first come into contact with with Baby Revolution? Right. Well, my grandfather and my father were both Baptist ministers, oh. and uh, so I had learned a lot about what was wrong with everyone else's religion mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody else's of Christianity. So um, in that, as I got older, I realized what we were just talking about. It's more about um, understanding and having compassion for other human beings. It's the main, I think, message that Christ is, is you know, preaching. is, is compassion and uh, love for one another. And uh, I didn't really see that in the church. And because my head was so full of theology. I had the Bible memorized by seventh grade. Uh, seventh, yeah, seventh grade. Oh. For the most part, I was one of those like Bible verse sword drills champion guys, you know. And uh, as time went on, I met uh, Mike Wall, Ryan Packett, in uh, just kind of forget all the details on how that happened, but it happened. And, and it's just sort of like I do believe that God puts us in certain places around people for a reason. Once I, I met them, I, I think he was blowing up a microwave or something, blowing up a TV or smashing yeah, a TV. Yeah, smashing a TV, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I thought, yeah, uh, I like that. Because up until that point, I'd been, um, I had toured in a, a punk rock band, or I don't know if it was punk rock, but it was somewhere in that genre. Um, and uh, had been in the art community from where I came from and but when I came to Phoenix and met Ryan and Mike, I just thought that their their take on religion was interesting and I wanted to do it. And then the more we did it, the more I realized that we were able to influence certain preachers and, and, and different people in the church who were looking around and trying to figure out kind of what's going on with the new generation. I'm not whatever, I'm not sure what they were like, but um, I saw it as a way to kind of challenge that as well. And, and that was, that was the main point in how I got involved with revolution. And what I like about revolution as it is a cycle as opposed to just a, 
an uprising, but it's a little of both, you know, mm. because he, there's always both cycles. Um, I don't know. Uh, Re- revolution appeals to me for um, just basically just challenging the status quo. Mm-hmm. And it was a great outlet for that. And uh, especially with the, the theology I grew up in, not necessarily thinking that there's the way that they, I don't know, conservative Christians really can't quite figure them out. Because they seem, I don't want to get too crazy about this, but they seem so hell-bent on war and destruction and kind of keeping you down as a person, mm. <laughs> you know, as your individual self. And also as a society, I don't know how to reconcile that with what I actually learned from Jesus' truth. Yeah. And I just felt that I wanted to stand up for that kind of thing, you know? Uh, that's, that's why I started with revolution, and I felt like we were with like-minded people. Mm. And at the time, it was so new, just kind of kind of wilding out a little bit on on uh, on challenging the status quo. Cool. Did you hear about like through mutual friends kind of thing or? Um. Yeah, through mutual friends. Uh, I had moved from Michigan and kind of was well. I don't know uh, the the minutia of all that. <laughs> I'm not sure it's all too relevant, but and honestly, I don't know how. Sometimes you meet people and you don't quite remember how you met them yeah, or yeah, yeah. how it. Yeah. It's a while ago, and that's basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it did kind of feel like the Wild West. I mean, it felt like we were just kids and like we all just agreed to do it, you know. And it was just like, yeah, we were doing something that nobody else was doing, and it was actually happening. And somehow, this gigantic megachurch supported what we were doing. Even though they wouldn't let their kids and stuff come down, but they still liked what we were doing. And it somehow it yeah. just happened. You know what I mean? It was like it was a weird time. It was like perfect timing. And we were just like – we were kids. We were all just you know, teenagers doing this thing to make – you know, to just make it happen. And it was packed out. I mean people from all over knew where you came in from. I mean it felt almost like – it's almost like being a part of a gang. In Arizona at the time, you know what I mean? Because you go down to the coffee shop, oh, those are the revolution guys, you know, oh, those are, you know, oh, those are the balance skaters, oh, those are those people, you know, and it was like you're part of a, like your this, click. your click, like, but you know, not a click, I guess. but you just knew everybody, you know, and they knew about revolution. It was an inclusive click, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you were always open yeah. for anyone who came, like, um, but it wasn't for everybody, and yeah, and that scene isn't for everybody. But for the people it was for, I think it really affected and had impact on them. And yeah, I've been uh, talking to a couple of the people from Revolution from back in those days, and it's kind of like <clears throat> once you've become a Christian, like God doesn't let you go, no matter what. You know, but like even though you, you may deny it and you try to get away from it, uh, you may not even, you know, you just don't embrace it. Yeah. Um, but eventually God kind of gets back to you, you know, the Holy Spirit just brings you back, and it doesn't matter um, what you decide to do to get away. <laughs> <laughs> it's your haunted. Happen. Yeah, you're haunted. That's, that's the phrase you use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Haunted but by the Holy Ghost. Well, it's funny to see, like, too, like, I see a lot of f- few folks online from those early days, like my friend Chris, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, he does voiceovers now and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, he's still, like, cool, skatery, punky, hip-hop dude, you know what I mean? And it's so funny how many of us, have, like, I've seen along the line, like, kind of stayed in... Mm. You know, like what we were passionate about. Yeah, what we were passionate about as teenagers, we're passionate about in our forties. You know what I mean? It's like we're or thirties. You know, whatever. We're still kind of, you know, passionate about that. There's just some spirit there that just was like, Mm. it stuck Mm -hmm. with us. You know, we're not all in suits and ties and going like Mm -hmm. when we were kids, we used to dress (laughs) funny. You know, it's like (laughs) we still dress. It's still kind of part of our (laughs) lives. Yeah, it's really cool. So what was Revolution like after uh, Jay left? Did you, were you still there after Jay left, Mickey? Uh, yeah, I was there before and after Jay <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was fairly, I don't know, it was fairly consistent. It was a, a really tight-knit community and in a lot of ways. I mean, we bonded with so many of them. And, uh, and it's one of those lifelong bonds not like I don't I can't think of anybody from like when I was a kid at church that I go communicate with other than the revolution mm. like just because we were kind of cut from the same cloth we had a very similar uh, mindset and uh, it was inspirational and it was very I think it was good for a lot of people and some people maybe it was so great for yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know. I can't really uh, put my finger on. Mm. You can't really tell what what's going on in other. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you can only only speak for yourself, I suppose. Yeah, right. right. I mean, I haven't seen Mike in years. Uh, yeah, I I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> I was curious, like, like what you guys did? You guys talk at all? No, not really. I mean, I we just kind of lost touch. You know, and I'd love to talk to him. I just, I don't see him on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere like that. And I don't have a number for him, so. Right, right. Um, he looks like he's doing good, he, uh, but he's not on Instagram or Facebook too much. But I, I do see him okay. once in a while. Posting photos and different things, but not very, like, I don't see him. He's not on it all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. But he's there somewhere. Okay, well, I'm going to find him now that you said that because I'd love to see him and yeah. talk to him because I've been, you know, just recently yeah. connected with somebody who was with me in Atlanta and I haven't seen in six or seven years. And it'd be good to probably yeah. connect with Mike again. Right. You know, me sure. and Kelly still talk, yeah. so we're still. F- oh, that's cool. Yeah, so. That's cool. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, fish, fish would be a good contact to you. I bet he'd be pretty fun to talk to. Yeah, he would be great <laughs> to talk to. Yeah, he's at Washington right now, living out in Iowa. <laughs> wow, that sounds like him. Right. <laughs> so uh, Minneapolis is where your home base is right now? Yep, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lots of snow. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of awful, but, you know, it's okay. We're surviving. <laughs> We're surviving the, the snowocalypse and the everyday life of trying to survive and i have two kids now and i have to bundle them up and that takes forever but you know it is what it is <laughs> right yeah yeah i've got a daughter myself uh, oh really cool so uh, 14 yeah 
14? Been a while. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, mine are two and four, so I've still got a little bit ahead of me. Right. It gets easier. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm, after five or six. Oh, good. Five, <laughs> fingers crossed. I'm ready. Yeah. Got a couple of years. Well, man, it was great talking to you, and I'm glad we got to talk to somebody from the original yeah, Revolution. Yeah, really cool. Because that's really cool. I think people will be interested to hear about, you know, why we started and what it was like and, mm-hmm. and uh, just – you know well, how thank you for reaching out uh, uh yeah i'm really excited about this so and it's good to see it and talk to you again it's been a long time a lot of a lot of memories coming yeah, back to, uh, me too i know i was thinking yeah. about you reading poetry and all that stuff it's really so weird i think i have some pictures yeah, here yeah. Around, of around in this house somewhere of you like standing all cool reading <laughs> reading <laughs> a little book in front of a crowd and the microphone I know I have them somewhere. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting uh, period for me. I, I was really, I was really fired up. In that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of uh, the whole thing, yeah. No, you yeah. definitely felt it. And uh, I'm glad. Yeah. And uh, I'm still fired up about so much. <laughs> but uh, especially when it comes to this sort of, this topic not a lot of outlet for it mm. so i'm glad that you're doing what you're doing oh thanks buddy man it's great to touch bases with you yeah i think i remember uh, uh, uh we we did like a bible study or, or some sort of prayer thing over at valley cathedral yeah yeah i was remembering uh some of the talks that we had really really good i'm glad that you you're you're just doing what you're doing and that uh God's obviously called you to do this and uh, just encourage you not to, to back down, you know, go on. That's nice. You know? Well, we'll do. We'll see what revolution looks like at 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not too far from me. <laughs> no, me either. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, buddy. All right. Good talking to you. Good talking to you too, man. See ya. Fantastic. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like Loosen the Bible Belt with Kristen Becker and myself, Jay Bain. We're living in a society that's like money buys comfort and ease. Yes. And and at the core of that, it's trust, right? I mean, at, at the it's a it's a mistrust of of allowing yourself vulnerability. Yeah, and you see both sides doing it. You see, the progressives want to be comfortable with their life and say, you know, all conservatives are bad. And then you see the conservatives doing it, and they want their way of life, and they're both seeking comfort. And what we've been talking about doing with the Loose in the Bible Belt podcast and tour is saying we want to create a space where people can come and be uncomfortable and disagree well. And we've lost the art of disagreeing well because we all want to be taken care of and be affirmed. And it's like, you know, when are we going to grow up? You know, it's not about being happy and comfortable, not for the progressive and not for the conservative. Yeah. And, and in fact, right, that, that tension that we cannot handle actually creates more animosity. Yes. Right. Yes. We begin to dehumanize the other that we disagree with. To the point that we can no longer, I mean, shit, we can't, we can't even sit next to each other and worship the deity together. That's pathetic. Superstition, prayer, spiritual.
sexuality. That was a post-Christian podcast.